1: Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're gonna have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Well it's goodbye to the elevator music. <laughs>
2: a
0: Fever, and I am burning up in here. (laughs) We are all in
2: critical condition, babies.
0: But you can tell me where it hurts, because I got the healing prescription here from the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. Now, I am talking about your 50,000-watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, give it to me straight, doctor, I can take it. (laughs)
3: Most God, fellow babies. Booker!
0: Thank you for tuning into The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host, Today, I have Jason Gardner from Asheville, North Carolina's Temptations Wings here in the Metal Forge, but before we get into talking with him about their particular brand of Doom Metal, we're going to talk about some crazy weather that's happened over like the whole fucking northern part of the country here this week with this crazy snow, ice, winter storm shit that You know, Thursday, it has sleeted from, like, 10 o'clock in the morning until, like, 11 o'clock at night. It was a bitch getting home, but, you know, holy crap. Be fucking safe out there if you're in this winter storm shit. It's totally messed up. Seriously, be safe if you're out in it, if, you know, you're getting snow and so on and so forth. Ugh, I hate snow. This is the reason I don't like the winter. Other than the fact that, you know, it's nice if it's not on the road. But, you know, that sucks when it's on the road. Because then you, you run the risk of having accidents, not being able to get home. You know, that just sucks to to sit there and to be in at work. And then you be like, well, you know, I can't get home. Ugh. 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 And it's bad because now there's no such thing as a snow day anymore. Because everybody can pretty much work remotely. And all the kids can go to school remotely as well these days. So I feel for you kids that we'll never know what a snow day is. Oh, it's crazy. But I do want to take a minute here and talk about somebody, you know, that totally got me wanting to do the radio. When I was a kid, I you know, on the snow days and the sick days and in the summertime, when I was a kid there were reruns on, like, the local Fox affiliate and all that stuff. Because you couldn't watch, like, Days of Our Lives garbage, right? You watched The Price is Right that came on at 11, and you watched all the, like, the morning movie, and you ended up watching the reruns, right? Because, you know, they wouldn't play cartoons all day long when you you know, when you're like a kid, so you had to watch something. And WKRP in Cincinnati... And mash were my two biggest things, and you know Johnny Fever Howard Hessman totally, you know, got me wanting to do radio and podcasting, which led to podcasting, I should say. So you know, rest in peace, uh, Howard Hessman, uh, Johnny Fever, and another one that uh, that really hits hard is uh, John Zazula. Johnny Z, for everybody who knew, is the guy who basically signed Metallica to their first record deal and published Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning, uh, along with Anthrax and Venom Inc., and all these other bands that he has helped through the years. If you have not got a chance to read uh, Heavy Tales by John Zazula, his autobiography, please do. If you get the audible version, he actually narrates it himself which is a great deal as well. You know, getting to hear him. And, you know, a huge shout-out always to him for checking out the Metal Forge when we were at WCHQ uh, and doing the Facebook Live stuff. So, rest in power, Howard Hessman and Johnny Z. You guys kick ass. Going forward into 2022, I really want to have a little album review segment here on the show. But... I don't want to do it personally. I want to have you guys send me stuff. Let me know. Give me an album that you want to review. We can get you recorded. We could do, you know, a little five, 10 minute segment of what you want to do. Tell me about an album. Tell the fans about an album, why they should listen to it, why they shouldn't listen to it. Let me know. You know, let's get that worked out. I know there's a few people out there that would totally be down for doing it. So don't wait on it. You know, just. Hit me up. Get get with me on it. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcasts, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because... Every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them, too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So let's keep this going here. This is from Temptations Wings. This is Mirkwood.
3: The nightshade is crawling. Twisted roots conceal the path. Block the sun with hateful wrath. Do not fear from your path or be let All the forest wants the green A black cloud descending Twisted creatures roll the path Consumed with fear and hate
0: metalheads i'm being joined on the line right now from asheville north carolina with jason gardner from temptations wings jason what the fuck's going on man
4: oh i'm just uh uh, talking some metal so happy to be here and thanks for having me on
0: how is everything in asheville these days it's been a while since i've been down through there
4: well it's um probably like everywhere else it's uh touch and go with COVID right now, so live shows are still going but they could halt at any minute, unfortunately. Uh other than that, uh, yeah, everything's about the same though. Uh you know, just uh mountain town, uh, some big bands come through, some local bands, or touring bands come through. Uh, you know, just try out and support who you like and uh hope they come back
0: absolutely uh, and that's, the,
4: that's pretty much the metal scene down here
0: <laughs> and that's pretty much what it's like everywhere anymore where it's just like you know these bigger bands are going to a lot of these smaller towns just because they're mm-hmm. able to tap into a new audience which i've always thought was really cool it's nice
4: um the only thing i've been noticing is uh with the bigger bands coming through uh they're taking whatever they can get so uh like your local like you know 200 uh Two hundred talent venue uh, might be getting this big band, but the the downside is they're not letting local bands jump on shows because they're afraid of people coming in with COVID and close quarters and stuff. So it's actually kind of a double edged sword right now with with uh, with the situation. Unfortunately,
0: yeah that that is unfortunate because COVID you know really has wrecked a lot of that shit for everybody, which mm-hmm. which does suck. But I think with everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, masking up and, you know, just being safe about it. It's, I'm hoping it's really going to get better soon.
4: Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully this is the last year, but I don't know. You know, I'm going to say politicians never let a crisis to away. So right, we're kind of in the middle of a lot of that too, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately so. And it just sucks because there's so much that in the art world alone, mm-hmm. not just music, but in art as it is everywhere, you know, take all of your, the TV shows that everybody likes and the movies that everybody wants to see, you know, they got halted for a long time, too, until they were just, they had to go in and be like, all right, this is what the fuck we need to do to make our passion work. Yeah. And I think musicians are starting to get to that point.
4: Yeah, a lot of the artists are mandating their own terms, like if a venue doesn't require, you know, masks, or they don't require, like, a yeah, you know, six feet apart or something. Some artists are coming in and kind of waving their dick around and saying no, they're going to do this or not come in at all. You know, so I guess uh, I guess if you're if you're big enough, you can just find enough people to you know sell your venue, sell your show out, no problem. But some of the smaller ones, obviously, you know, you, you need numbers, so you just kind of they just kind of uh need to just go with the go with the flow. I, Definitely, best turn to say,
0: you know. Absolutely. So tell everybody in Metal Forge Land about Temptations Wings.
4: So we formed, well, let's, 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 back up a second. I joined in 2007. Uh, Micah, the guitar player and singer, uh, started the band with some, uh, friends of his. Uh, I was in a different band. Um, and, uh, I remember when MySpace was a big thing, I, uh, I found out, uh, his, I found his MySpace page and, uh, listened to some, some of the songs with the riffs and stuff. He had like a drum machine backing it, you know, and but I remember the riffs were pretty good. And I was like, man, if something ever happens to my band, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this guy in mind. And, and sure enough, uh, something happened with my band. And <laughs> so I, I wrote him a message on MySpace. Uh, we went over there and jammed. He was, uh, pretty close to me already. We live in pretty much the same part of the county. Um, so yeah, we went over there and jammed and, uh, yeah, we've been together since, uh, that was 2007. Yeah. We've been, we've, me and him been in the band for. Let me do some math here real quick. 13, 14. This will be our fifteenth year. Yeah, jamming together.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things I, I'm noticing here on the Metal Archives. Is it shows mm-hmm. that you all released a demo in 2010. You know, yeah. destruction of another dimension, and then <laughs> yeah. it was, it was still another seven years after mm-hmm. that that you all came out with a full length album. Yeah. To me, that's a long time to to mm-hmm. come out well, with a full length album. You know, because well, essentially it's twelve years after the inception of the band.
4: Yeah, uh, there's a there's a lost album in there missing that we don't um, we don't own anymore uh, because it's so bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's probably yeah, that you don't like, want to own
0: it. <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, you know, the vocals are a little, uh, let's just say, uh, subpar. You know, my playing isn't really all anything to write home about. Like, not that I think it's great now, but you know, just the way we recorded it was pretty, uh, you know, like a caveman, you know, kind of thing. So we, yeah, the destruction of the dimension was like the first real, like, studio release we ever did. Uh, and that was like five songs we recorded in the bass player we had at the Time in the Basement, uh, all live, no, no click or nothing like that. And then uh then we did an E P called uh Legend of the Tusk. Got some pretty good uh pretty good reviews and some shows from it. Yeah, then we moved up to uh I guess it was the full Skull Thor Evenblade album next after that. Yeah. Yeah, so I like five year gap from from the Legend of the Tusk one to uh Skull Thor Evenblade. So yeah. Yeah, I mean not, not like we didn't write. I mean we played a lot and wrote a lot. It's just uh recording is expensive, yeah, you know? so it takes us a while to it took us a while to save us some money to get a decent recording, and plus we had never been to a, a real studio before with a real producer who told us, you know, you're playing garbage, or you can do better, or, you know, do that again, so it was like a, you know, it was like a kind of scarring experience the first time, If you never had to deal with that before. It, <laughs> so, it can be very daunting, of, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, he, and he the guy, Andy Bishop, who recorded, he recorded everything we've done since uh, the Legend of the Tusk. EP. I mean, he's uh, he's still pretty hard on us, which is which is awesome. You know, he wants the best. But yeah, that first experience was pretty tough, you know, and um it just scarred us for a little while. But you know, we we got over it, and we've recorded uh, four projects with him now. So
0: definitely, yeah,
4: we uh, we're good, we're good on it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And when you go into the studio, it like I said a second ago, it it, it can be very daunting, especially if it it sets it up a. Let me let me say it like this. Mm-hmm. When you're a musician and you're going into the studio, it really amps up the nerves. In a lot of cases, not necessarily yeah. like it would be if you were playing live, but it's that thing where you have to get it right. You have to you you have to nail it because time yeah. is money.
4: Well, luckily his uh, pricing is uh, per song, mixed, mastered, and recorded. So the t- the time factor really doesn't play in so much as far as I would record record with him, but what does what does get me is, when I play live or when I'm, when we're writing the song, you know, I have these, like, fills that are, like, I think are way better than when I record it. You know, cause if, I, if I get it a little off, the band just slows down to me or speeds up to me and we just catch up and keep going. Obviously, in the studio, when that clip track is there and there's no room for error, sometimes you gotta, like, you know, take it down a notch and, uh, man, it, it just, when it comes through on the recording, you're just like, man, my... The way I used to do it or the way I still, I do it live it's so much better. I wish I, I wish I could have done it. But like I said, the click track just doesn't allow it. You just kind in end parameters sometimes, whether you like it or not.
0: Definitely. So now
4: but, when I write stuff, I just write stuff for click track. So when I, when I do a fill, I'm like, well, let me try to just fill for a click track so I can have it. And that's how I do it now. But back then it was like always disappointing.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> when I record something, it, you know. Especially if it's, if it's not something that you're used to doing with a click yeah. track that yeah. that's when it really gets difficult and i think the actual best working practice of click track recording even to this day is the black album because sure. that was on tape there's ridiculous video showing where you know they're doing so much cutting of tape yeah. and yep. to me that's that's cr- the crazy part of recording <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I always uh when people are like, you know, the black album is like this or that, I'm like, you know, you gotta think though. Mm-hmm. Like that and maybe Tablets from Hell um and maybe like Vulgar Display of Power were probably like the last big metal albums recorded analog before digital was like, you know, coming into its own thing. I mean these these recordings are are amazing sounding still, you know, and it's all it's all analog, it's all cut and tape it's all layering it's not just like you know
0: plugging into your Uh, computer yes
4: yeah i mean not that but just like um when they like run the signal through different amps and then i I don't know what the term is i'm not a record I'm producer but uh yeah it was all just done like when they recorded 12 guitar tracks yeah they actually recorded 12 guitar tracks
3: oh yeah yeah
4: six for left six for right you know now it's just like put a computer like stack, stack 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 and then you know Cut the left, cut the right, cut the center. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, this stuff sounds good. I mean, I think, I think our stuff sounds good, but those albums in particular, I'm sure there's a couple more now I'm not thinking of, or just like what the peak analog sound sounded like. I mean, you really don't get anything sounding better than in the intro for Inner Sandman. The way those drums just come in and boom with the bass and the star crunch and everything. I mean, yeah, the song has been played to death. Don't get me you're wrong. Still, when people like tune in a stereo in their car, like, I guarantee you like eight out of 10 people put in the black album and just set their EQs while Understandment is playing.
0: Definitely. You know, the interesting part about that whole thing is, is like, I bought the box set back in September yeah. when it came out with the remastered, uh, all of that stuff. And I really can't tell a difference.
4: Yeah. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand the whole thing of remastering something that just is already perfect. Like why? Like it was already good. Why? How could you make this better? You know, well, (laughs) I think a lot of it's a marketing term, apparently, obviously, but still, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even touched it. I'd be like, here's, here's a black album, you know, again, as it was, there you go.
2: Right. Welcome to the night. You think, you know, night demon, then the night demon, heavy metal podcast is for you. Step into the darkness. As we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day, all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Uh, So if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. My show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, "Man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok." Pro wrestling, Marauders of Killing Moon came out mm-hmm. back in twenty twenty one. Yep, back in November, actually. Here, just a couple of months ago. Tell us about
4: yeah, um, it. Well, this is the first. Album we recorded as a four piece. Uh, we recorded a, uh, an EP called The Path as a four piece, uh, just to get our feet wet and, uh, have a little recording while we went to, uh, Maryland Doomfest. So we had something to promote, you know, um, so this was our first, uh, full length and we had a lot of these songs written for like two years probably since we recorded The Path. We've had a lot of these written, you know, almost complete for like two years. And then, uh, so yeah, when we finally, uh, you know, got the urge to record, start recording then covid hit so we had plenty of time to tear some songs down maybe change some parts add some parts change some vocals change some drums you know record like the album in halves uh, have plenty of time to do uh pickups or changes so yeah it's just like pretty much seven songs uh different styles different influences uh but it's rolled into the temptation's wings filter it comes out pretty damn good metal album i think i i I'm really proud of it. I hope other people like it. For some reason, we haven't really got a whole lot of feedback off it. I guess probably because it came out before Thanksgiving when everyone's busy, you know, COVID, and we haven't really got to play out, you know, in support of it yet.
0: Hopefully it has some legs,
4: and uh, we can tour on it and pretty soon, and uh, get some uh, get some momentum going on it.
0: Absolutely. I'm looking here at the artwork of it, and it has mm-hmm. this awesome, like, old school, what I would say, it's, of course, with the Barbarians and everything on there. Yeah. And like the trolls or what, whatever yeah. they are. It, it's really cool like that. And it's got this like D and D feel to it, but it has mm-hmm. like that scary stories to tell in the dark, like charcoal <laughs> artwork. Yes. That's like badass.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It is. So that guy, his, I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but he's a drawing uh, company. He's from the Ukraine. Uh, it's called Droned Artworks, uh, from Ukraine or somewhere in Eastern Europe around there maybe Poland. What we do on artwork every release is we change artists because it's a different uh, project, so we like to represent it differently. Also, you know, in having a different artist, every time we do a release, it kind of keeps everything uniform, I guess you could say, in a weird way. So, yeah, this time it was Micah's turn to uh do the art and deal with all some of the headache that couldn't go with it. And uh, this is what he got, and actually uh, we're all really cool with it. And, uh yeah, we, we really dig it it's it's
0: fucking cool artwork. It very much is. And going through the albums and EPs and the live mm-hmm. EP or the live album and everything like that, I am yeah. seeing here where, you know, you have done that. And some of them have some really cool qualities about them, like yeah. Scultor has this mm-hmm. awesome like return to thrash like two thousand ten, twelve, thirteen era. I, I, see that album cover and I think of like Serpents Unleashed by Skeleton Witch. Right. You know, it, it's really cool that you, that you do that, that you, it is a new thing every time out and to constantly reuse the same people. And I know bands have done that. Maiden's done it. Mm-hmm. Motorhead does it. You know, all of yep. those bands, they, they do that because there's some bit of uniformity to it. But like yeah. this, I can tell you want everything to stand on its own.
4: Yeah, that's kind of our mindset, and also, you know, we haven't done too many EPs, but the uh, the EPs are black and white, and the full sort are color. It's like a pattern we've gotten into. Also, it's not really important, but it's just like a little fun fact. I th- I figure I throw it out there. But
0: <laughs> no, that <laughs> but that the, makes uh, sense.
4: But the uh, the live album and the sculptor album are actually done by David Paul Seymour because they're like the slide album is like a companion to the uh, sculptor album. Because we recorded that as a four piece. So instead of recording, re-recording some songs with extra guitar and then telling people who bought it, like, hey, we got this better version, uh, we just went ahead and did like a live album with like four piece arrangements with like guitar harmonies and stuff added in. Uh, on the live album that we didn't have on the studio album. So that's why, you know, they all work similar because, like, the live album is a companion to the Sculptor album. So yeah, it has a, it has a exclusive, exclusive song on the live album too. I really like Nobody else really liked it, but I love it. So there's that if you're listening and want to check it out. It's called uh, Death in Chains. It's a uh, pretty killer.
2: Hell
0: yeah. You did say that that was David Paul Seymour.
4: Yes, actually, I have struck up a friendship with him. Uh, he, uh, he does a lot of artwork for a, uh, a brewery down here called Burial. Actually, he does all the artwork. He's, uh, the only one that does it. And, uh, he was at a, um, he came out for a meet and greet a few years ago, and he did, uh, some shirts for us, and he did our album art. He did our, uh, album release, uh, poster, uh, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I met him, and we struck up a friendship, and, uh, yeah, we, like, we just send messages back and forth all the time, you know. I, I uh I dig all I still dig his artwork and stuff and uh he has a uh, pretty cool podcast now called uh Kuma San. It's like a um thirties radio show um he's doing it's pretty killer. Yeah, yeah, we just uh, we talk and you know, when he comes to town I come see him and drink some beers and talk some doom metal or whatnot, you know. But, uh, Absolutely. Fiction, stuff like that. Yeah. Not the movie, just like you know, barbarian
0: style stuff. And for the listeners out there, uh, David Paul Seymour is the guy who also did Throne of Iron's Adventure 1 album artwork. So uh, look for them in the archives back in August of 2020, I believe. So He
4: does a lot of artwork.
0: Oh, absolutely. He
4: does, yeah, he does a lot of uh, big gig posters, too, for big bands. I think he does some Opets, Mastodon, Slayer, I think. He's out there. Yeah, his, his art is definitely out there
0: around definitely is i'm just looking at his metal archive page and there's tons of stuff on there so <laughs>
4: how many pages is it i mean that's oh no
0: it there, there's quite a bit there's probably about there's probably about 25 or 30 listings just on the front wow. yeah. just on the front page there so check yeah. him out for sure so what's next for you guys i know you just said you put the album out and mm-hmm. you want to possibly go on tour covid bearing of course so what what's yeah. coming next
4: well, right now, you know, actually our last show was in November 8th. We just actually got together uh as a recording this yesterday for the first time. Uh Some holiday issues and COVID issues came up here and there the past couple months. So, uh yeah, we just got back to playing together and, you know, had some riffs laying around we kind of messed with. So the writing process has already started. We have a couple half-baked ideas already good to go.
3: <laughs>
0: I uh, see what you did there. Cause you're kind of like this stoner Southern yeah. doom metal, and you got some half baked <laughs> ideas. I got it. You know, I got to be it. Honest
4: with you, the whole stoner part is probably not us. It's just like the, the category that's easiest to describe because uh, none what? of us smoke weed. <laughs> 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 I know it might be a disappointment to some listeners, but yeah, we're we're all like weed free. Probably because a um most of us get drug tested, and b I, me personally, I just don't. I just don't like smoking.
0: Understandable. You know, it's not the first thing that the metal archives have gotten wrong that I've yeah. quoted on here. So,
4: <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, that's a genre I tell people we're in just because it's the easiest. It's like, it's like, how do you tell a normal uh, music fan who you sound like? You just go like, I'm, we're like Black Sabbath or Metallica. And they're like, oh, okay. I mean, we don't really get, you know, you can't be like, we're like high on fire with a mixed clutch. they will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. The hell, who the hell is that? You know, so you always go for the lowest common denominator. And then if they say something that piques your interest, like they go a little bit lower into the rabbit hole, then you start, you know, kind of, kind of fine tuning where you, where you stand. And that that's the kind of people I like finding, because then you can strike up some good conversations and then usually make some fans, you know, that way. So.
0: Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah. So continue. You, you were talking about what you were, what was coming up next. You had a couple of half baked ideas and. Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, we'll probably just do. We'll probably just do an EP next. Um, seems to be the uh, way to go. We're actually talking about maybe doing a uh, Bandcamp download only covers album. A couple reasons for that. One is uh, Chad has a new, uh well, not pro tools rig, but he's learning how to record on his computer. Okay. So we're thinking about just, we're all thinking about just picking our own cover song for everybody to learn. Just do like a four song uh cover EP just for something to do and to learn uh, the uh, computer program. Without wasting a bunch of money or a bunch of time on new songs, that we wrote. Definitely. So we got kind of that, and we kind of got that iron in the fire. And then, we, of course, we got more original stuff going. And you know, there's some uh, stuff being announced that we're kind of looking into getting on. You know, some stuff close by, some you know, or regional at least. You know, like no more than a three four hour drive. Uh Just you know, uh, just uh we just look for more uh, promotion uh opportunities. We have a uh, we're on Electric Talent Records, uh, so that comes with. Uh, promotion, you know, on its own, which is fucking awesome. It's, it's nice to have a, a partner to help push stuff, you
0: know? Absolutely. Um. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. hey let me tell you guys about mercenary press they're an independent london label and distributor of all things metal Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this Soul Grinder Zine. An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So I'm going to ask some general profile questions all about you as a person. Okay. Out of all of these amazing albums that are considered classics, Back in Black, Appetite for Destruction, the Black Album, Nevermind, Disraeli Gears by Cream, you know, all of these, uh, Mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin 4, Moving Pictures, so many classic albums out there. What is a classic album that you do not have a copy of?
4: Um, I actually don't have a copy uh of any Rush album. Interesting any, any Rush album. Nope. Nope, like I said, Rush I appreciate them. I like some songs. Obviously their seventies prog stuff is way better, but even it's even some of that is a little boring to me. Yeah, I mean like I said, it's not like a good a million good songs, you know, and uh, but yeah, just Rush is just not one of those bands that really like do it to me, you know. Know, like the moving pictures. I don't have moving pictures. I don't have, you know, uh eleven was it eleven seventy two? Is that uh, uh
0: twenty one twelve.
4: Twenty one twenty one twelve, yeah. there's some fucking number, I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that,
4: you know, but uh yeah, I mean some people might just stop listening now, but yeah, no, no rush and uh in my
0: vinyl collection. Hell yeah.
4: Or C D collection for that matter.
0: <clears throat> definitely. What do you invest too much time into?
4: Outside of being a parent and working? <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, final collecting, uh, video game playing, uh, actually not so much anymore, but, um, let's see. Final collecting, uh, band a promotion. I, I, like promoting bands. I like, uh, watching, uh, TV with my wife at night and kids go to bed. That's a big thing of ours. Uh, football, obviously, when it's on, uh, especially the playoff season now that it's here.
0: What's your favorite breakfast food?
4: Oh, bands. Can I just say the whole damn breakfast buffet call it good? I mean, I love breakfast food. Like, Ron Swanson's my spirit animal as far as <laughs> breakfast food goes. Yeah. Like, give me all the bacon and all the eggs, and you better give me all the bacon and
3: eggs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is an acceptable answer, because I have just recently started watching Parks and Rec, and, oh, okay. and it was based on just of, mm-hmm. his, of his clips on YouTube. Yes. So n yes. Yeah, Ron Swanson's great man. Yes. Nick That's Offerman, Ron Swanson is the yeah. yes, is the greatest character ever.
4: Yeah, he he's definitely top five for me. Like, uh, I don't know how far in you are, but uh the shit that he has, uh, the picture in his office he has of like it's the bacon and egg
3: uh
4: <laughs> plate and shit, you know, and Uh, I like when he goes to the uh, strip bar, and he was like, I don't really care about these dancing girls, but I'm a sucker for a breakfast buffet. (laughs) 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 He's over, like, flipping pancakes on his plate and shit, you know?
0: You know, the bad thing about that is, is they say that playing a character that is similar to you, it'll make it be your greatest performance ever. Right. Either he is an exceptionally amazing actor, which he is already, but, like, I like to think that he is partially Ron Swanson himself. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, even, like,
4: even like, his political views, I'm, like, really with, you know, just, like, everything about him. It's like, damn, except for like, going to an office to work and, like, me and him are kind of kindred spirits, you know?
0: <laughs> Definitely.
4: Because <laughs> I also hate the government with a passion, so.
0: <laughs> Yet he has a job in it.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's like he has to like, work for the government to stop the government from doing anything. Right. Yeah, I'll work all night, I and mean, he's nothing
0: gets done. <laughs> kill it, kill it from the inside. Yes, yes. As we, as musicians, write and record and release albums, a lot of times and a lot of people that I know, they don't have posterity copies of anything. Do you collect your own music?
4: Oh yeah, yeah! I got a whole section of my CDs and just my albums on the shelf.
0: Absolutely,
4: because also I also have framed show posters that were you know uh, substantial to me. Also, hell yeah! Uh, Whether it's opening for someone uh, big or just our own shows that we played like the big venues in town or whatever, yeah, yeah, I'm not ashamed to say that I uh, I am a fan of myself.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's like I said. There's those people out there that I know that mm-hmm. they just kind of set it aside. And especially in the digital world, that, right. that shit can just disappear. Sure. You know, hard drives crash all the time and, you know, having a backup copy of it. So, yeah, that's one of the things that's always been frightening to me is to write and record an album and, and put it out. And then all of a sudden you've sold out all your copies. You don't have one for yourself. And it's like, man, right. I really wish I had that.
4: So yeah, I have like I had like a mail order come in for like the Skull Thor album, and I'm, like oh shit, we're out. I'll just send them mine, tell them sorry it's open or whatever. I I haven't listened to the CDs except like in the car once, just to hear how loud they were or good they sounded. And after that, I like, put it up. Like I don't I don't like listen to the, like the CDs, but like I have them, you know, because obviously it's like well, I did this.
0: Absolutely. So. What's your biggest fear?
4: My biggest fear. I, outside family stuff. Probably losing a whim. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I can death leopard it and and this late in my life at forty I'll be forty two soon. Uh I assume by the time people hear this I will be forty two. But um yeah I can't I can't uh I can't do the uh Leppard leopard uh <laughs> treatment. So yeah, losing a whim is a big fear of mine. Even a finger, I you know? so I came in intact, I just kinda want to go out intact,
0: you know. Definitely. What is something you've always wanted to do? but you're not coordinated enough to do?
4: Oh, uh, play guitar and sing, obviously. Uh, <laughs> actually, play guitar. Um, let's see. Other than music, uh, probably, I don't know. Good question. I never really thought about it until it actually has to be done. I, you know, I always thought that rock climbing looked pretty cool, but, man, I am not fucking climbing up some fucking cliff with a damn
0: cord, yeah,
4: yeah. So, yeah, I I would just say, like rock climbing out there, I'm very coordinated to do that. Keep up with all this stuff on you, you know,
0: for sure. Because yeah,
4: did my uh, did my pickaxe really set in good before I let go and rely on this thing to keep me alive? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Although it is really cool looking. You know, I watch people do it. Like, oh, absolutely, man, that's that's amazing. But yeah, not for me. Because I don't like hype either.
0: So. Right. I have seen the movie Cliffhanger, and I know what happens out there.
4: Yeah, I saw the movie Cliffhanger when I was like 13. <laughs> uh, was, it was like my first rated R movie I went to by myself. My uh, my mom took me to work one day. She worked at a store in the mall, and there was a movie theater uh, across the street, like uh, eight lane traffic, uh, eight lanes of traffic kind of street. I, I, I somehow crossed it, made it alive, and went to this movie, and uh, nobody. Nobody asked me anything. They just sold me the damn ticket. And I went in. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I remember. I was the first one I ever, already a movie I ever saw by myself. Yeah.
0: 13 nice. years old. And yeah, you know I, I rewatched it. have
4: a soft spot for it.
0: Yeah, I rewatched it here recently, and it's like, you know what? It it's not terrible. It, it holds no, up. For the listeners out there, recommend an album or artist to get into.
4: I'm gonna recommend an artist and end their discography. So, the band is Grand Magus from Sweden. Uh, three-piece, uh, Viking metal. Started out as a Doom band, turned to a trad metal band. Fucking killer. From beginning to current. Uh, the, the album highlight is probably gonna be Hammer or the North, I would say, but, I mean, they're all fucking stellar releases, man. I mean, all of them. I love that band so much. I actually awesome. got the scene open for them on March, uh, when they came to the U.S. for the first time last year, two years ago. Uh, it all blurs together now. you talk about COVID era. Just uh, if anybody's looking for something new with a, some meat on the discography, um, Grand Magus is the way to go.
0: Hell yeah. Which I I love getting bands that I've actually never heard of on here. So I can look them up too. Because that's oh, dude, just, you won't be just...
4: disappointed. Yeah, start, by, start by Hammer to the North. You can go forward, you can go backwards. They're kind of, it's a good middle point to where, you know, it doesn't get too different either way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
3: Killer. Killer stuff, man. Hell yeah.
4: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at
0: maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles got drums. <laughs> We've got sound here.
4: We've got keyboards. It's gonna get weird as the name of the podcast? We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. Oh yeah,
3: you need to pull that out?
4: We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pento? No? You ain't no man weird
0: questions who had a bigger cocaine habit jock sutherland or kaywood ledford
4: neither one because they stopped beating their wives <laughs> and weird we never even thought of well no my friend is on acid and i sent my friend to go find a payphone so that i can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life
0: we love all types of people but we don't love all people
4: <laughs> <laughs> weird it's gonna get weird is the name of the podcast available everywhere and thank you to big exports radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah.
0: As always, links will be listed below, so give these guys a like, a share, and a follow. Go to their Bandcamp page. Go buy merch. Go buy CDs. Support them in any way you can because that's what this is all about. It's about the promotion of music because that's what gets you through the fucking times. That gets you from point A to point B in your life. Jason, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today?
4: You know, just, just all the bands I'm still doing it, man. Like uh, you know, friends of ours are still out there playing. There's a band called uh I mean, I'll drop some band names here real quick, people people to check out of that we're personal friends with. Uh obviously there's a band, uh probably most of you know called uh, Night Demon from uh, California we're friends. Absolutely. Yep, yeah, uh they're as uh I think they're gonna do some stuff this year, hopefully in Europe and come to the States later. So make sure you support them. They got some cool stuff going on. We just played with them actually in town, uh, November eighth. They played an exclusive show uh, for the whole year at a at a little uh, bar that we play at. So that was amazing that that even happened. Uh, so yeah, check them out. And then there's a friend of ours called Witch Pit who have an album on Heavy Sight Sounds coming out in March. They're pretty killer if you like Clutch. Uh, it's very Clutch uh, ish. Uh, style of music with uh, some harsher vocals. Uh, there's a thrash band from Greenville, South Carolina called Neverfall. That sounds like they're Bay Area. Quite amazing. Uh, they're they're pretty. Uh, they're all little kids. too. They're all like in their twenties. I'm like I'm so jealous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're they're awesome. Uh, if you like the Bay Area thrash sound, uh, yeah, find these guys. Uh, they play around a lot in the South. So oh, yeah. I'd be coming pretty close to you if you're listening. Let's see what we got here. Oh, uh, there's a new, band here in town called, uh, Oblivion Throne. That's like, uh, it's kind of exciter, uh, if you like that kind of speed metal stuff. Hell Not yeah. thrash, but speed metal. Uh, very exciter, uh, influenced, uh, killer stuff. And then, um, yeah, then there's us. And, uh, man, there's so many bands out there. Uh, oh, a band called the Horseburner from West Virginia. It's like a, kind of like a hybrid, uh, sludge, stoner, uh, band. Uh, pretty awesome they're on Ripple and let's see oh Howling Giant from uh, Nashville uh, they're also some friends of ours uh, to check them out I think they got a new album coming out pretty soon so I mean there's so many other ones if I, if I know you and forget you I do apologize there's so many fucking bands <laughs> that we oh, just wow. like and you know admire and are friends with and just dig so yeah. yeah and then of course uh and of course uh Steven Van De is uh, going on tour soon so make sure you support the boss and uh check his uh band out.
0: Hell yeah. So yeah. final question of the day here in the Metal okay. Forge. What album changed your life?
4: oh Well I got a couple different stipulations. Let's go I'll just do some scenarios and list all those. The first album that I ever owned myself and I for gift was Digital uh, Illusion 1 and 2 from my mom on cassette tape. So those were my first ones I ever owned. First one I ever bought with my own money was the Black Album. Uh, actually, funny story, I bought Black Album and Load on the same day <laughs> on CD. I, mean, I just got a CD stereo, and I was so excited. I just didn't want one Metallica CD, I wanted two. And Load had just come out like the, the Friday or Tuesday before. The weekend I went and got it. But so I did I got the black album too. And I didn't listen a load much after I heard the black album. And of course I went backwards from there and you know, it's all everyone knows the story. Oh, Everyone's yeah. opinion's almost the same. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um let's see. So those two those uh those were big ones. And then um I guess I remember hearing the first of real rock hard rock stuff was uh probably Appetite for Destruction. I was eighty seven. So I was cognizant enough to know that this was like some dangerous sounding music, you know, that would play- actually play on FM radio. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess the most influential one would probably be Appetite, just because of like the first one I really latched onto. You know, as a seven year old, I was all about the, uh, you know, dangerous living, You know, I really didn't know what the fuck anything was.
0: <laughs> 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 like For that. sure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah looking back to appetite now it's kind of funny uh you know, and the how the insert had that like robot raping that woman and stuff and,
0: which was supposed know, to be but, the original cover
4: it was yeah yeah if people have that vinyl man they got they got some money in their hands in their collection
0: oh That's absolutely uh
4: yeah, and, but, uh yeah i mean just but just listening you know just remember hearing that when like buckle to jungle came on and stuff and you know and now now that I'm older and you know know what the lyrics are it probably wasn't a very good album for me to be into because it was all about kind of like you know just treating women as you know sex objects and not caring and doing what you want and just you know stuff like that right it's not a very nice album but it's so full of attitude and stuff yeah it's just when you're a seven year old boy you're into mischievous things and you know it was like perfect for for my musical upbringing you know
0: so, definitely dude jason thank you so much for coming into the metal forge this week this has been an awesome conversation super rad dude to talk to
4: yeah man thanks i had fun man this is awesome like i'm i wish uh i wish more of just like free flowing free form absolutely kind of stuff but uh, yeah it was, it was awesome i appreciate it
0: hell yeah so from marauders of the killing moon what are we going out with today
4: oh <laughs> boy what's uh i'm gonna recommend the uh our ultimate uh, tribute to uh, the mighty Sabbath. It's unapologetic. It's called Altar of Sabbath. Dude. If you don't recognize what song is modeled after, you just turn your fucking metal card in and jump off a cliff.
0: Oh, you heard him. <laughs> so, from... There's no excuse if
4: you don't recognize it.
0: Hell yeah. From Temptation's Wings, this is Altar of Sabbath. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. you'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com/slash metalforge radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.